Can you hear me? <laughs> hey, everybody, it's Nick. Hola, Nick! Just wanted to take a few minutes to let you find folks know how you can contact us. You can find us on Twitter at the It's Too Wordy One and on Instagram. Just look for It's Too Wordy. We also have a Discord set up, The Haunted Log. If you like what you hear, maybe considering throwing us some of your spare change. Maybe some of your hard-earned loot. Maybe some stuff you find in your car cushions. Who knows? Anything will go a long way. And you can do that by visiting our Patreon page at Patreon backslash HouseBTS. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoy this episode. This week on It's Too Wordy, I'm the king of hell. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of It's Too Wordy, the comic book podcast where three buddies discuss comics from their childhood and today. I'm Kirk. I'm Ryan. I'm Nick. And I'm Landon. As you can tell, we have a special guest with us today. Ryan's son, Landon, has decided to tell us that we're all wrong about modern comics, and he's going to put us straight. (laughs) High hopes. (laughs) Alright, so this week we are going to be discussing Ghost Rider number one, 2019. And then I didn't want to say Ghost Rider number one again, so I said Danny Ketch, Ghost Rider number one. From the 90s. From the 90s, yeah. 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 Okay. All right. Because there is a Danny Ketch Ghost Rider. So. <laughs> Whatever. As long as you're not saying like 2005. No. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. Do they? No. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So. How's everybody doing this week? Pretty good. 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 I'm all right. I finally yeah. got a got a job. I'm not a lazy bum anymore. Yay. Yay. Today was my first day. So. All right. Should we get into Ghost Rider number one? The 2019 version? The 2019. I'll just say 2019 Ghost Rider. Okay. Sure. All right. What everybody think? It was good. I liked it. Yeah? Why did you like it? I don't know. It was just a very interesting book. It wasn't just like the normal stuff, in my opinion. You haven't read Ghost Rider before, right? Mm-mm. No. So this was your first take on Ghost Rider? Yeah. It's a good first plot, like good, uh, good. first impression of him. Yeah. Good yeah. impression of Ghost Rider. Did we all get the same book? The black cover? The black cover? Uh, yeah, it's so cool. the best one. <laughs> it was interesting. I've gone on a Ghost Rider kick lately, starting with yeah. the 90s run forward, and then I went into Spirits of Vengeance and all that stuff. So I was kind of used to that, and yeah. then to have what's happening in this book happen, kind of like, okay. Yeah, they kind of, yeah. You, yeah, you have to be have read what's going on. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of changes that they did for Johnny Blaze. Yeah. Instead yeah. of fighting Zarathos all the time, he's accepted him. He's now Zarathos. And he's seems to be okay with it. I it honestly I forgot how much I love Ghost Rider. He was one of my main books back in the day, and he always sucks me right back in. Yeah, you forget how cool he is. If you like not if you haven't picked up an issue in a while, you kind of forget like yeah. just how cool this character can be. Yeah, yep. like Way beyond Nick Cage cool. This is like... You don't say. Yeah. Well, you say Ghost Rider, people <laughs> kind of tend to think movies, and they're like, oh, Nicolas Cage. Okay. I think I think I found the first movie for like three bucks at Half Price Books the other day, and I still don't can't bring myself to pick it up. I I like the first one. I first don't like the second good. one. I guess I should pick it up. Cause I the second like one the I bought one. for five bucks on Blu-ray. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the scene where he's in jail and... <laughs> and he just tears them apart. That's my favorite scene. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna spend the three bucks and get the get the movie. Artwork was great. I thought the artwork was very good. Yeah, it's very fitting. I it's enjoyed way... the artwork as well. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. It um, felt thicker too. Like yeah. there's a more that or the cover we got just is telling me that we got more pages, but it felt like it was a longer story. It was a lot more story. It was a lot more story, and I like. Uh, Johnny or Danny Ketch as a drunkard. Yeah. Well, yeah, a lot has happened to Danny since uh, Ghost Rider number one. Go away, Johnny. And I liked how he brought they brought the be- old girlfriend back in. Yep. And mm-hmm. all that. I'm like, wow, all right. They're yeah. Tying it all together. together. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. So Danny's Johnny's brother. 
Yep. From another mother? No. no. Because same mom. His name's not Johnny Ketch. Right. There's a whole story Different for that. Dad. Yeah. Okay. Danny's mom was the only thing keeping him sane, and now she's dead, and now he has nothing to turn to. So he is drinking and he bought a bar. Bought a bar, which is a great idea. He's yeah. not Sam Malone. He's gonna he's gonna go down the hill mm-hmm. fast. He's gonna drink his profits away. Yeah. While Johnny is embracing the Ghost Rider, Danny is refusing it. And he should know by now that when you refuse the writer, it's bad things will happen to him. Yep. Yep. But I I really want to see where that goes. I I absolutely am in love with Ghost Rider. I think this book did enough to hook me. I'm going to give it a four. And I will definitely be picking up issue number two when it comes out. Okay. Nick? I like it. I'm probably going to start picking it up more regularly. The only problem I have in, is in the back. Is the, the second story with the oh, yeah. caretaker. Yeah. That is a character straight from Ghost Rider the movie. No? The caretaker no. was around before that? That came out, what, late 90s, early 2000s? Mm-hmm. Caretaker was in, introduced in the 90s. Was he? Yes. I don't remember that. Yeah, me either. Huh. Maybe i have to go back and reread it. But... It is right around Spirits of Vengeance release time. Okay. Well, yeah, that character kind of bugs me. But it might be cool. Like, a new one. But... See, I, did, I didn't... I read that, and had I read the part where it says the Caretaker Chronicles, I would have realized I was Caretaker. Yeah. I'm like, oh, look, it's some guy. I don't know. He's just found a bunch of books. Fantastic. I, I didn't care. Yeah. Um, I didn't care one bit. The '90s caretaker, I thought, was really cool. Yeah. They, but it was an older guy that just kind of showed up and. It's not Slade off, Wilson, like in no. the movie. No, it's like get off my lawn with a you know, shovel kind of thing. Oh. You know, I kind of dug that. Cool. That part, I was like, I mean, I didn't even mention it because I forgot it was there. Yeah. No. That character must have just completely slipped my mind. There was a yeah. while that I didn't read Ghost Rider. Like, I read up to Vengeance, and I hated Vengeance so much that I just stopped buying the book. And then when he was gone, I started rereading it again. So I must have missed a lot of the caretaker stuff. He was, he kind of came in and out of the stories. It, he would be there for a while, and then he'd disappear for a while. And then it's just like whenever Danny had a question about something, he would kind of appear and give him a riddle and then disappear. Okay, so Love he's like me. the shade. Yes. Yep. Pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Okay. Got it. I'm gonna have to reread it. <laughs> For me, actually, you know what? What do you got? What do you what do you rate it out uh, of five stars? I would give it a four, in my opinion. Would you read it again? Yeah, I would definitely read it again. That's my kid. <laughs> <laughs> what do you give it, Nick? You never said four and a half. Four and a half? Yeah. All right, cool. It brought my interest back in Ghost Rider. Oh yeah. So cool. I'm going four. You're going four? Yeah, I I'm not quite to the point where I can give it a four and a half. I applaud you, Marvel. I know I've just done nothing but rip you for the last six months. And love But I applaud you. You found a book that I'm actually interested in reading at a reasonable price. This is an invisible woman. All right. So. (laughs) Hopefully it's not five bucks every week or every month or whatever Marvel's. Whatever they're going to up their prices. At this point. Every two weeks, every one, three weeks, whatever they're doing. I'm saving so much on all the Marvel that I'm not buying that so it makes up. <laughs> All right. Cool. So now we're going to move on to the 1990s Ghost Rider, Danny Ketch. What do we think? So real quick, I bought a comic book collection a year and a half ago. There was a lot of Ghost Rider in it. No number one, but just a lot of Ghost Rider. And it was enough where I'm like, okay, I'll just fill in some gaps because the completionist that I am, I'll go track them down. It's yeah. not an expensive book. It took me forever to find the number one for this Ghost Rider. <laughs> I probably overpaid for it. 25 bucks, I think. That's about right. I loved this book. Again, this is how I started off with Ghost Rider. So I'm new to Ghost Rider as far as that goes. I mean, I saw the Nicolas Cage film before I read this book. This did such a good job. Once again, the whole teenager in trouble. All of a sudden, something miraculous mm-hmm. happens and he's got powers. He's got the curse now. Like Darkwing or Dark Dark Hawk. Dark Hawk. Dark Hawk. <laughs> it was almost the same time Dark Hawk came out. Yeah, Dark Hawk, Speedball, let's see, Nomad, you know, young younger guy, kind of, you know, all those books where they kind of found themselves kind of becoming more of a hero type. And this is by far my favorite. And I love Dark Hawk. Yeah. I mean, I love this. This was fantastic. Yeah, this this is how I got introduced to Ghost Rider. I 
as everybody knows, I'm a huge X-Men fan, and I bought 276, and then I was trying to find something that wasn't X-centric, because that about this time is when X-Force came out, and X-Men came out, and Uncanny X-Men, and I was just like, I need something completely different, and I saw Ghost Rider, and I was like, this guy's head is on fire, he's riding a sweet-ass motorcycle, and he's wielding a chain. Yep. Picked it up off the shelf, and I've been hooked ever since. So, I had the same experience as Ryan did back in uh, back in '90. I knew it was coming out, so I went to Ground Zero. They were sold out, and I searched for it. I found it at Walden Books on, a spin on their rack? spinner rack. Wow! Nice. About a month like after, two or three months later, yeah, I was like, nice. "Oh my god, it's perfect!" You know. <laughs> Which is saying something for a spinner rack. Yep. <laughs> At Walden Books. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, like, um, I think the thing that caught me was Mark Teixeira's artwork mm-hmm. in this. Like, mm-hmm. it was so perfect for this. Like, I, I love his stuff anyway, but his Ghost Rider is probably the best Ghost Rider other than the original. Yeah. But yeah, I, I love this book. I love how. <sighs> How stupid the origin is. Yeah. Like, okay, so Danny and his sister, Barb, are going through a cemetery to visit Houdini's grave on Halloween Eve to see the psychics try to, con- like, make contact with Houdini. And they get attacked by a group of toughs called the Cypress Hill Jokers. Pool, you're, you're, pool, the, Cypress the, Pool. The humor Cypress, in that. Cypress Pool Joker. That's right, Cypress Pool Joker. It's the made Cypress the whole, Hill Cemetery. <laughs> Houdini made his whole life mission to defraud. Right. So, <laughs> so I think it's funny <laughs> yeah. that they're going yeah. there to see that. And they, then they get attacked by this, the street toughs. Yep. <laughs> and and then, they, then they find the Kingpin's goons and a new not-the-hand ninjas. It's the foot. Led by... Death Watch, or is and they're it after the a suitcase. Is it the Shins? Yes, the Shins. <laughs> Isn't that a band? Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's like okay, so you find a motorcycle. What did your sister get shot in the chest with a, cr- a crossbow? And the first thing you want to do is go ride a motorcycle, and you see a brand new motorcycle in a dump. It's like you probably don't think that out though. If your sister's just been shot right, right next to you, you're trying to. Me, Why is there a brand new motorcycle here? He even mm. says it. Yeah, yeah that's does. a nice bike. Yep. Looks brand new. <laughs> but why wouldn't you think of like rescuing your sister and just taking the bike and getting out of there? But instead, he takes forever and then finally touches the symbol on the thing, yeah. which is a total contrast for Johnny Blaze, how he got the Ghost Rider. But I'm like, Johnny never had to touch the bike to change. Right. So it was a t- it was a different rider. You could tell it's a different spirit, and he's got different powers. I do believe later in this run, he kind of gets to a point where he can kind of shift it himself without the bike. Mm-hmm. But it's like one of those deals that what is it? if he's nervous about something or something, it doesn't work, but then he has to have the bike. He but if he's performance like, anxiety. Yeah, yeah, something like that. <laughs> but no, it, it's one of my favorite runs of all time. I think it was one of the only issues I ever wrote into Marvel for back in the day. Yeah. Didn't get published because I forgot to put you can publish this on it. But what's <laughs> so it was at the, near the end of the run, and they were talking about how the mom was the goat, like a writer also, and, and they were bringing in all these characters to thing. And I, and I wrote them, and I was like, "You should bring in this guy, 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 and tie in that." Oh wait, that has to be his mom because that. And I, I, and then I'm like, okay. And then I just keep reading the, the issues when they're coming out, and I'm like, God damn it, they read my letter and they didn't publish it. <laughs> And now they're using all my suggestions. But yeah, it was pretty funny. I was like, God. I think that's one of the most underrated 90s books. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. By far. Yeah. And it's not, I mean, it, yeah, it's a new guy as Ghost Rider, but it's not like it was reinvent, you know, creating a brand new, new warriors or whatever. This was an established character that just got different kind of mask. Somebody, somebody else got a curse. Yeah. But yeah. I think the only difference in his powers is the pendant stare which johnny never had yeah and the ability to use the chains like he does and the bike is completely different oh uh, yeah <laughs> like it looks like a judge dread cycle yeah a lot which well, has no problem with that. with that you know a number of years ago gary frederich 
the guy that yep. created them, uh, came into the sh- local shop here with uh, Lou Ferrigno. Lou Ferrigno's line was just insane. Gary was just standing there twiddling his thumbs. And at that point, I hadn't read Ghost Rider at all. And I'm like, I don't have anything to talk to this guy about. I really wish I would have read that so I could talk to him about it. Mm-hmm. Because it would have been so cool to kind of pick his brain. And I know there's a lot of controversy over ownership rights and things like that. And there's some problems there. But now that I've gone back and re-looked at the, or looked at the character and everything, it would have been cool to pick his brain on that. Yep. I was out of town, so I sent Sonia to get his autograph. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> she got me a poster with his autograph on it, which is pretty funny. Nice. But yeah, I did that to her twice. I did yep. that with Jeremy Bullock, who played Boba Fett. Yep. And yep. Uh, yeah, she was like, he's the nicest guy ever. Oh, he was awesome. He signed my little uh, Boba Fett figure thing and I handed it over to him. He's uh, sitting on his desk. Yeah. So nice. All right. What do we think? Highly recommend. Oh yeah. Oh five. 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 Yeah, yeah it five. was a five. Not the whole run isn't a five word. That first run, issue was a five. What I first, read, I'd say first ten fifteen issues are pretty solid. Yeah, I've still got more to read. I didn't have time to read the rest of it, but I'm going to read the rest of it. And they never finished it. They went up to like ninety four. And they just cut the storyline right there. And then, like, ten years later, they published 95. Just like Bloodstrike. Just like you don't want to read it anymore. It's like, ah, oh, this story doesn't even matter anymore. <laughs> so invested in it. So, yeah, back in... It's been a so decade. what you're saying is we still have hope for Kevin Smith's Black Hat. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Talk he's to Andy not, Park, he can finish it. He's not busy. He's busy <laughs> being on wrestling years. shows now. <laughs> Up next, we got D-Wordy Files. Who is our D-list character this week? The Orb. A character near and dear to Mr. Nick's heart. Oh, yeah. If you can't tell. They can't. This is an audio show. It's audio. Well, if you're in (laughs) here, we'll post a picture. I'll put a picture up. He's got a Glamour Shots picture of the Orb up there. And then he's got the helmet right over there sitting on our fridge. So take it away, Ryan. All right. So I actually learned something this week. I did not realize there was two orbs. So the original first appearance of the orb, Marvel Team Up 15. It was created by Lynn Ween and Ross Andrew. The abilities that the orb had was helmet could shoot powerful blasts and project illusions and hypnotize people. So the original orb was Drake Shannon, and he was an accomplished motorcycle stunt rider, and he owned half of a traveling motorcycle show, stunt show, with... Johnny Blaze's mentor, Simpson, and they had a intense rivalry, and neither of them wanted to sell the other half to the other individual, so they decided to do a lengthy race to see who wins the whole thing. Shannon wrecked while trying to wreck Simpson, and was left disfigured. After recovering, he received a powerful helmet by they who weld power. It looked like a giant eyeball and could hypnotize. He did attempt to take over the stunt show from Blaze later on by taking some hostages that Ghost Rider and Spider-Man teamed up and defeated him. There's a whole bunch of other like tiny appearances, but there wasn't enough to actually even give any kind of reference to. No. So just, and then a new orb was born. And I mean like literally born with the eye shaped head and grew up in a freak show. How does he eat? How? That's how they, (laughs) that's one of the jokes. (laughs) How do you eat? Well, maybe potatoes. They've got eyes. Right. <laughs> just absorbs uh, them through his people. Yeah. He was not well-liked because he tended to talk a lot and drove everyone nuts. His big break was in the original Sin. He was discovered to have possession of one of Uta's, the Watcher's, eyes and was accused of killing the Watcher. He did maintain he did not do it. Yeah, the Watcher's dead. Yeah, I know. I'd never finished. Oh. Spoiler. Sorry. <laughs> it's been 10 years. I think we're yeah, You're fine. fine. I wasn't going <laughs> to go back to it. <laughs> the orb and the eye did emerge together, and now it resides into the orb's chest. He later kidnapped Doctor Strange, where it was revealed that he has the Watcher's powers and can influence those he observes. Bum, bum, bum. Awesome. Awesome. He's got a great... Um, <clears throat> there's a scene in the old uh, Jason Aaron run. Mm-hmm. Where he gets a he gets a board with nails stuck in his pupil, and he's walking around trying to pull it off his face. 
that's uh, great. <laughs> the orb's always been one of those characters that I love seeing in the background, but I'm like, I don't know who this is because there's never been a like a real legit story no. to him. Awesome. Cool. Thank you. Yeah. And now it's time for everybody's favorite segment. The Random Read! I've only got one this week. Okay. So, as everybody knows, I'm running the current Roll Die game. And I decided to base my story off of a little book called The Extinction Agenda. It's loosely based. Loosely, loosely based. And so, I was like, I need to remember certain things about the this story so i read the first issue it starts out you got they tell you all the characters it's by chris claremont and jim lee and it's a news reporter reporting that genotians are not happy with mutants and the x-men and then it cuts to a midget storm fighting marvel girl they prefer vertically impaired adults sorry vertically impaired little person (laughs) i did not mean to offend i apologize animaniacs reference I think it was the... I can't remember who it was that shrunk her. I think it was the name? I'm not sure. Anyway, they're fighting, and Jean Grey's just recently come back to life, and apparently so is the The X-Men. The first time? The first time. Okay. And apparently, this is when the X-Men decided they weren't going to be dead anymore, because they're fighting in the, the danger room. And it's they're trying to test Storm's powers to see... If she can still lead the X-Men or not. And because she's a teenager. And what they find out is that she may be smaller and younger. But she's got a lot, gotten a lot sneakier and sadistic. Because she decides to free, make the air so cold that Jean can feel it through her insulated costume. Huh. And then she makes it a flash freeze and makes her tumble off the side of a building. And Richter, you talking about the B characters the other day. Richter's a B character, is requesting uh, entrance to the danger room. And Nick's 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 over here. This this uh, his favorite character, Sean Cassidy Banshee, is uh, selling him. You have to wait, laddie. We're running some tests. Glad he's helping out. And then they're outside. They storm. Loses control of her powers, and Jean has to stop her from falling to her death on the floor. And the other new mutants, uh, Rain, Sinclair, and Boom Boom, are like, Yeah, here comes Cable. Cable, they won't let me in the danger room. Cable kicks open the door, says, It's time for my people to train, and you people need to get out. And Banshee's like tying up his, his, his uniform, and he's like, What do you mean, you people? Storm's like, Yeah, we're out of here. I don't want I don't want you to kick Banshee's ass, Cable. Claremont's got this ability to foreshadow what's coming in the next because he has a random scene with Strong Guy and Lila Shanae. I guess that's how you say her name. Is Shanae, not Cheney. It's Shanae. I found that out on a podcast, but I'm gonna call her Cheney because Shanae just sounds stupid. It's Lon Cheney. Lon Cheney, yep. <laughs> I've never heard it Lon Shanae. Like the actor. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. That's what somebody said. They, like, stop listening to that podcast. I'm going to start. Havok. Is that the same one? That says Havok is Havok. Yes, it was Havok. I need to stop. I need to get that off of my... Yeah, just stop listening my, to that. Yeah, I got to stop listening yeah. to that. When they learn how to pronounce words that are yeah. easy... It's, not, it's Havok, they, they dumbass. Just it's stop. Havok. It's yeah. not Havok. This is, he's not a, he's he's not not a, Vulcan. a damn Vulcan. Jesus. He's not a Star Trek. But it's some random scene. Some guy's trying to get into Lila cheney's house and strong guy's like what's the matter with you and he picks up his car and throws him out and then lila shows up because she can teleport and then you cut to harry's hideaway and gene is talking with storm and they're telling stories about how wolverine sure can kiss and i'm like i didn't need to know that and there's a strange blonde haired guy with the the genotians are outside and the guy looks strangely familiar could it be havoc Right now he's Havok. It's Alex Sumers. He's just brainwashed and doesn't know he's a mutant, apparently, because he's working for the Genotians, right? It's Muttant. Thank you. Muttant. Start pronouncing everything wrong. And 
Gene and uh, Storm hug, and Gene's like, I'm glad you're not dead. And Storm's like, I, you. And Rain's like, I'm glad you're not dead. You didn't care about Doug, Doug Ramsey. Me, 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 me. Starts crying about Doug, right? All of a sudden, they get attacked by the Genosians. Stevie, is that her name? Yes. Um, They're all out in their bathing suits, so you know what's coming. Uh, Jim Lee swimsuit issue? That too. <laughs> um, She's uh out up, up on the surface with Boom Boom Richter and Warlock and Storm, and they're arguing in rain. And the Genosians attack, and they run for the hatch, because the mansion's been exploded. Hmm. So it's not there. Kind of like in our show. Yeah. Hmm. And, uh, so Storm throws Stevie Hunter down the, the, sh- the, into the, yeah, pushes her into the, the hatch and then seals the hatch shut so they don't get everybody. He, she falls on cable and he's like, off me, woman! Right? And I'm like, you're such an asshole. You know? And, uh, so they get attacked and they got some mega weapons here. And then some guy is using his, his uh powers here. Oh, I know that signature, but it can't be him. Why not? They basically made him the reason for every horrible crossover that's come before it. You know, he gets tricked by what was it? The it doesn't matter. He got tricked. And then he falls for Madeline Pryor in Inferno. And then, you know, he just makes all he's just like Polaris. He's the male equivalent of Polaris. She takes one of uh, Boom Boom's time bombs and shoots it with a gust of wind over to knock Alex out. Alex. Havoc. And the the people that are underground are like, hey, we can't get out. The, it's been fused shut. And they're like, oh, we can go a different way, right? So they go through the lake in the back of where the back of the mansion used to be, like a mile away from where everything's going down. So you know what's going to happen. Nobody's going to get there in time, right? They capture them, but when they teleport them, they teleport them out of their clothes because it's it's Marvel, and we gotta you know we gotta have naked people in our next issue in the nineties at least you know. And so the other X Men get there just after the Genosians have left with Warlock and Boom Boom and Richter and the kitchen sink and everything else, and all they find is their clothes. And Cable says, "I don't know who did the." who did this Indian yet, because he's talking to Forge. It's always nice to call him, you know, derogatory term, you know. Hey, Indian, what's going on? I think a guy from the future would be a little more tact. Yep. <laughs> but when I find out you got my word, the people responsible are never going to wish they were born. Okay, <sighs> I made fun of it, but this is actually the only good story out of the whole nine-issue crossover. <laughs> it started out really strong, and it just goes to a turd, circling the drain in a toilet i love jim lee and i love chris claremont i i would say i recommend this but then it would you know i put everybody else through having to read the issues two through nine but just read this one for a one-off it kind of makes you wonder what that book would have been like if those two would have written and drawn the entire thing the entire thing it wasn't done by everybody three different artists and three different uh, writers if it was just claremont and lee doing every right it probably would have been a ten a thousand times better than what we got. Right. Because this is... Here's a storyline. This is where my story ended. You guys go from here. Yeah, because this was a... Going forward after this gets done is a big issue, you know? It, they make a big deal, but the story kind of falls apart in issue number two. <laughs> yeah. You know? Because it went to two different... It went to a different right. writer and a different artist. Yeah. And I have nothing against Louise Simonson because she's the one who wrote the next issue. But I do have uh, Rob Liefeld was the artist for the next issue. And as we know, he can't draw feet and he likes pouches. So this book alone is Claremont. And they were starting, it seemed like they were starting to come together as a unit because they, he would write it and Jim would put it down to the exact way he wanted it. So this, this, these issues and going from 270 to, to 280, it, I, I feel is Jim's best work up until this point so cool i recommend it that's what i got this week guys all right just part one just part just one part one <laughs> screw the last part i have been trying to read the second book and i just can't get through it you want to try get up next to the mic i did batman family uh number three giant issue what'd you think of it it was it was something 
He sounds like he should be on our show. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of split into four parts. So four different had, stories? Yeah, it was featuring a different character for each different section. So, for instance, the first one was Robin and Bat- or Batgirl, and then the second one was Batwoman, third one Kite Man, and then fourth one Batman of the Future. Which I never knew there was a Batman of the Future until I read this. <laughs> Batman Beyond? Is that what it is? Beyond, Batman yeah. Beyond? Yeah, I never read this one. It's like it's from the 80s. I don't think it was no, Batman this Beyond. Is... This was 70s, I believe. 70s? Alright. Judging by the ad on the back. It said... Evil can be evil. 70s. <laughs> 76. Good year. But yeah. Good. I would recommend it. I, I would recommend it. Uh... What was your favorite story? Probably the Kite Man one. Yeah? Yeah. Was he a villain? Yeah, was a villain, yeah. Okay, what happened to the Kite Man? I think they... Okay, yeah, so they captured Batman, so... So who captured Bat- Kite Man? Kite Man's flying around, and then there's a party of some sort, and he tries to steal a gem, so he drops smoke bombs onto the party, and of course he grabs a kite, and then... Steals the gem. <laughs> Thank goodness there's a kite there. Because yeah. that kite just happened to be there. Yeah. And then flies over. Robin grabs on for some reason. And then falls. Luckily there's a water tank down below. Conveniently placed. Nice. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so then Kite Man uh, busts someone else out of prison. And then they head back to their secret hideout. And then Batman tries to stop them, of course, so there's a fight on the giant kite. They knock Batman out, and he wakes up in their lair. And then Batman makes a airplane out of the wallpaper, sends it back to Robin. Robin gets it, surprise attack on the other guys, and then they capture them. One more chase, and then Batman knocks him, knocks Kite Man out. Alright. So you like Batman Family? <laughs> yeah, it was really good. I think we got that from the... Uh... Dollar, well, it was a dollar box from uh, the guy that comes through quarterly. Okay. Nice. Nice. Uh, awesome. Yeah. Cool. All right. Cool. Good job. I bought an issue of that when I was a little kid, and it smelled like mothballs because <laughs> it was deteriorated so much. And I couldn't stand reading it, but it was like it had Man Bat in it, and I loved Man Bat for some reason as a kid, and I just couldn't read it because it was stunk so bad. <laughs> <laughs> what? I think I picked up Put a, a clothespin on your nose as you're yeah. <laughs> I picked up a uh, Gen 13 little trade, and it smelled like cigarette smoke so bad that it's still sitting up where I can't smell it. When it starts turning your bags and boards yellow? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's Ooh. bad. Ugh. All right. You got one? Yeah, I got one. Grendel's Devil's Odyssey number one of eight by Dark Horse Comics. I have a love-hate with Grendel. Like, I love Hunter Rose. I hate Grendel Prime. But this one? Not so bad. I liked it. Matt Wagner's art, if you're not used to it, it's a little bit, it's stylized. He's a very stylized artist. Story is, Earth is, it's in the future. Earth is starting to get destroyed, and they send Grendel off to find a new planet to repopulate with the DNA of the first Grendel, I can't remember what what they call it, but one of the last Grendel emperors, right? And it's just Grendel Prime running around space, trying to find a planet to populate. Hmm. I mean, I, I like his, his look. Um, it's very Ghost Rider. Yeah. Um, he's just missing the flaming head. But no, it's, 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 I, I like it. Cool. I, I don't know how, what to say about it other than he's traveling planet to planet looking for a place to populate. What'd you get the next issue? Yeah, I'm going to get it. Cool. Because right. I'm a complete it. So I'm going to pay $4 every month to pick that up a book that out? maybe I'll like, maybe I won't. Yeah. That just came out. Nice. Yeah. I met Matt Wagner one time at a con and I have a tattoo of Grendel. And I showed it to him, and he was like, meh. Aww, but what? he was like, mine's small. And he was like, yeah, I've seen like somebody got the whole arm done. I'm like, yeah, well, I, I'm broke. <laughs> so <laughs> be lucky you got a little bit of, bit of real estate. So, <laughs> Wow. No, he, he was actually pretty cool. I mean, he he signed my poster for Green Arrow number one, and we talked about that for a while. All right, that's it. That's all I got. All right, I've got two. The first one is Harlan, Black Label, Harley Quinn book. First thing I'd like to say is this is way better than the Superman book, and it was better than Batman Damned. I was really impressed. They did reimagine her, how she becomes Harley, and they don't even get to it in this book. They just kind of hint at it. This is done by, uh, I guess it's Stepan uh, Sijic. Sure. I think he's Swedish. 
I've seen his art before, and it's absolutely gorgeous. And that's what this is. It's just absolutely gorgeous. It starts off, basically, she has a theory on villains having losing empathy over time. And that's why they become, like, villains. And so she was presenting it and was funded by Bruce Wayne to do the research. So she got access to Arkham and she got access to Blackgate and all that. And so she's going through and they show where she's interviewing Ivy and Two-Face and all these guys. Or, no, it's Ivy, Killer Croc. There's one other one. Not No Two-Face. Because Harvey Dent shows up a little bit later and is trying to convince her to turn down the grant from Wayne because it wasn't going to do anybody any good. Criminals are criminals. They just need to say, and if her theory is correct, then they have a way of kind of getting criminals off because they lost their empathy. And because they lost their empathy, they had no way of controlling the fact that they were murdering people, blah, 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 blah. So Harvey was not quite two-faced shit. But he does a Joker that I thought looks That is awesome. Amazing. I like that Joker. It, longer hair, you know. It's better than Jared Leto. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't say much. It's just absolutely fantastic. Harlan's walking down the street. Joker shows up, just blowing up some buildings, and almost kills her, and he decides to let her live. Well, then it come, she's been having nightmares about the Joker, and she keeps on putting her his file off to the side and doesn't want to talk to him. And she finally decided the only way to get rid of the nightmares is to start talking to him. And as it was building up to that point, she went back and watched the videos from all the other psychiatrists that were talking to him. And they kind of went into the... And every time he told his origin, he gave a different story. One time he fell into a vat. Another time he, he just lost his marbles. And, or another time his brother died or something like... I mean, so every time he had a different story. And she figured that out. And she confronted him about it, and she goes, okay, fine, but the first thing we're going to do is you're going to call me Mr. J. And that's how it Mr. ends J. that first issue. But it's just a buildup of how she's getting over her anxiety of talking to the Joker and getting to that point where she feels like she can speak to him and analyze him and figuring that this, he's going to be the one that's going to help her make her thing succeed. This is well worth the read. I I love this book. It is eight bucks. But you get the reading material out of it. There's still some left, or did they yeah. sell through? No, there was, there was still some left. The only one I've seen really blow out the door was Batman Damned, and that was because of the whole no-pants thing. But, okay. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Now, before I get to the next one, I little side story. I was at a conference two weeks ago, and I was talking to somebody. I just met him. He's like, what are you into? I'm like, I'm into comic books. Oddly enough, so was he. So we started talking. That it is just crazy. He's like, so what writers do you like and what artists do you like? I go, well, I don't have really a favorite artist. I go, I'm good with a lot of the art. I actually steer away from artists if they're on a book. Okay, which brings me to my next book. I think I've been giving some pretty good pub to Tom King's Batman run here, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. When you hate Batman, but you like you, you that like, series. You like yeah. Tom King's run. Yeah. And I have absolutely loved this book. It, issue 80 just came out. I was so excited to read it because it's still in the villain or the City of Bane storyline where Bane kind of took over and Batman's fighting his otherworld dad, Thomas Wayne. And I'm, I'm getting like all stoked for this storyline. I open this up and I'm like, I'm done. Just like that. First page. I was done. I'm out. I'm like, I can't do this. I did the research, hoping it was just a one-off issue that I could suffer through. It is not. They have JRJR and the whole damn thing now. Oh, God. (laughs) So, if somebody is not as opposed to JR's work as I I am. I figured it was JRJR where he was going. (laughs) I really hope they continue to read this, and then they tell me how this ends, because I'm not picking it up again until he is gone. I cannot do it. All right. Negative five. <laughs> well, all right. I just, I really want to know the story. I just, you don't. You don't this It's in the middle of a story arc. How do you change this? It's okay. kind of funny how I listened to another podcast that is like 
oh, they got a heavy hitter like JRJR on it. And I'm all I'm thinking of is Ryan will never listen to this podcast. Stop listening to that one, too. No, this one's actually <laughs> really good. They have, but I feel the same way. He ruined Daredevil, like that whole run that he did in Daredevil with Typhoid Mary too. and yeah. Mephisto. He yeah. ruined it. I can't collect those, so I will never have a complete run of Daredevil because that that part I will never buy. He, he ruined X Men for good, oh. almost all two hundreds. They're just getting Batman back into the city. I wanted to see what was going to happen. I can't do it. It's Peter Parker running all over the city. It's Daredevil running all the... And this is a DC book. They all look the same freaking way. Sorry. No, awesome. Keep going. Keep going. I love the rants. Come on, man. Come on. (laughs) I was so disappointed in this book. I I understand people like him. Yeah. I'm not nearly as opposed to Rob Liefeld as other people are. I'm not either, even though I give him a bunch of crap. I'm not that opposed to him because he takes the piss out of himself. So... But I will say, I have tried, I have tried to read his books, and no matter how great the story is, his art pulls me out of it every single time. And Tom King is killing it on this book, and sadly, I won't know how it ends until he's gone. Is he supposed to be the regular artist? Yeah, going forward. Oh, no. I did the research on it. I'm like, okay, what about issue 81? GRGR. What about ET? GRGR. What about ET? Oh, no. Negative five for wow that one. Wow. Okay. No offense to Tom King. I so, love the books, Tom. All right. So next we're going to move on to the list. The way I took it as when we had this special request was top ten foreign fictional characters because he didn't. I was confused, right? So I tried for a good couple hours on Sunday to try to find some comic characters that weren't U.S. based or Western based or right. not created in the U.S. Okay, so I did my top ten fictional characters. So they could be considered comic books from back in the day, right? So a couple of them, not not so much. A couple of them, not so much, because the Odyssey is a pretty long one. That wouldn't be a, that'd be like a graphic novel. So my number ten is any Bruce Lee character in movies could be a, a superhero. He actually has a comic book. Yep. Number nine is Pikachu. Number eight is Asuna. Number seven is Kirito. They're both from Sword Art Online. I recently watched that all in Japanese with subtitles. Grendel at number six. Number five is Odysseus. Number four was Captain Britain, created in the UK. Number three, Robin Hood. Number two, King Arthur. And number one, Beowulf. Awesome. Mine was kind of like yours. So I was just like, fictional characters created outside the United States. I tried to go a little bit more comic booky, kind of like cartoony, but uh, let's go. Uh, number 10, Night Raven from Marvel, UK. Mm. Number 9, Frieder from Metropolis, the movie. 8, Judge Dredd. 7, Speed Racer. 6, Astro Boy. 5, Miracle Man. 4, James Bond. 3, Danger Mouse and Penfold. Oh, I forgot Danger Mouse. <laughs> Two, Sherlock Holmes, and one, Bio Booster Armor Giver. Can't Danger. believe I forgot oh, Danger Mouse. I gotta redo my list. <laughs> uh, can I redo it? Uh, um, <laughs> Count Ducula? Oh, <laughs> that's a good one, too. <laughs> All right. Number 10, Zooman the Human Fly from Mexico. Nine, Shamrock from Ireland. Eight, Vash the Stampede from Trigun. Guardians was not listed on either of your lists from Russia. They have a guy that turns into a bear. They made a movie. (laughs) Sorry. Nelvanya of the Northern Lights from Canada. She actually predates Wonder Woman. Ultraman from Japan. Pitiful Human Lizard from Canada. Judge Dredd from Britain. V from Britain. And Tintin from Belgium. Nice. Nice one. And Yoshio Jimbo should be on there someplace too, but... And it's, 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 nice Tintin. Tintin's I, awesome. I started researching it because I watched the movie. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't care anything about Tintin. Watch the movie. I'm like, oh, I care about Tintin. So I, like I started doing Tintin. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Have you read Tintin? Because I've it's nothing some, yeah. but constant like, oh, peril. <laughs> Next page. He's in trouble again. It reminds me of Johnny Quest. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. 
No. Chin Chin. I, he was on one of my pull lists, like my list of things to throw away, like Abelisk and Obelisk, or Asterisk and Obelisk was on my list too, and I was just like, uh, um, who else? Lucky Luke. Oh. All I right. like Lucky Luke. All those French cartoons. Yeah. Yeah. Growing up, when they were on Nickelodeon all the time. Yeah. I was like, ooh. But yeah, like Belle and Sebastian. That was a good cartoon too. With the boy and his dog that have to find their way home. Okay, yeah. 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 Danger Mouse. Favorite thing from oh, Nickelodeon I ever. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe I forgot it. I used to watch that all the time. I tried to watch it with Sophie, and I'm like, I can't understand a word he says. <laughs> have you watched? You got to watch, watch five the, episodes. All of a sudden, you'll start yeah, understanding. It'll be fine. The new one or the old one? You the, tried to watch? the old one. The old one. Yeah, because their their accents are so thick. Piper and I were watching the new one for a long time. Yeah, we really liked the new one. Try to go back through those. Awesome. Okay, so do you have any news this week, Ryan? So Stump Town episode two. Did you watch it? I have not watched it. Me either. The good. first one that Rucka did not have his hand in, they did a good job with it. I was surprised. I figured there's going to be a drop off after the second episode without giving too much away. It's the typical the sidekicks got some kind of underlying issue that's going to last throughout the whole season kind of thing. But the rest of it, I thought was really, really good. They're starting to find their footing. I think it's going to be a a good show. Nice. Awesome. You got anything? I fell asleep and been in Black International. Like 20 minutes in. Fell asleep right there. That It's that good because we rented it too. It's not so bad. I just fell asleep. I just was like, eh. I, I mean, love the original. One. Two was okay. We watched Three was all right. the best horror movie yesterday. <laughs> Nick and I have started this tradition that we find the dumbest 80s horror flick that we could find. And this year's pick was Chopping Mall. <laughs> you see Chopping Mall? <laughs> that was a blast. Yeah. We were we were saying, oh, this one's gonna this is and I was like, I want some decapitations and we got a we got a decapitation. We both like, yes. <laughs> yeah, so if you've never heard of this movie, it's it's set in a mall in nineteen eighty six around there. Yep. And totally. the kids are having a party in the furniture store. And on that day, the mall decided to put a new security system in, and it's robots. So there's robots with laser beams and clampy fists, clink, 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 and they they get hit by lightning, and they go nuts, and they attack the kids. And the robots are so slow, and you know they're going to attack because they would raise their arms and make their pinchers move. That's not 80s horror. I don't know what is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was it's, awesome. It's, it's great. Yep. I love that stupid And movie. I predicted who the two that were going to survive were, and it was the two nerdy kids that survived. It was like a blend of Override and uh, Runaway. Yes. Yeah. Or Terminator meets Johnny Five. Yep. So, huh. anything else, Nick? I think Ryan's got something. You got something? I read an article, you guys made me think about this when we were talking about just stuff. And this is going to kind of chap my hide a little bit. Uh-oh. Rant time. Uh, Get into I it, just want, Ryan. I want opinions. Get into it. I want your guys' opinions. Okay. Ten heroes you didn't think were more powerful than Green Lantern, but actually are. I'm not saying Green Lantern's all powerful, but some of these I'm kind of like, all right, Superman, I could see that. Okay. Martian Manhunter, I can see that. Silver Surfer, okay. Mm-hmm. Power Cosmic. Nova Prime. So the Green no. Lantern ripoff no. would be able no. to, is more powerful than... He can't create constructs. See, this is why I wanted to bring it up. Reed Richards. No. Because he's super intelligent. No. Give him 15 nope. minutes, he'll defeat him. No. <laughs> Mm-mm. Sorry. The Flash. Nope. Nope. Scarlet Witch. I can see. I can see yeah, that. I can yeah, I could see Scarlet Witch, yeah. Shazam. Same Superman thing. Yeah. Yeah. Captain Adam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that one. This is the one that kind of really irritated me. Batman. Nightwing. No. Doiby. <laughs> Howard the Duck. <laughs> Carol Ferris. No. The Sentry. Okay. Miracle Man, then? <laughs> okay, Miracle. Yeah. Here's where I was a little frustrated with it, okay? Now, Green Lantern, as a person, is in any number of individuals, right? Mm-hmm. No, they have never wiped out the whole Green Lantern Corps. There's always been one Green Lantern standing most of the people on this list have died and i don't think they've even brought the century back yet if he's so powerful 
How come he's still dead? I'll let you have Superman. I'm trying to he think if back. they have brought the Sentry back or not. I, I'm not sure. Reed Richards really irritated me on this list. That is kind of a stretch. Uh, uh, uh. I don't Here's where it. the prep time argument comes in. It is Mr. Fantastic has just way too many smarts for him not to come up with a plan to take down it, out an enemy. He's outsmarted Doctor Doom of all the several or of all people several times. Yeah. A Green Lantern with fire ream seen as like a simple weapon to counter for a man who can think of solutions to any problem, but doesn't mean he can execute. I wish we had a camera so you could see my dumbfounded face right now, listeners. <laughs> I I don't know. I just read that and I'm like, okay, I want I want a second opinion because I agree with all. I'm not saying all there of it. isn't characters out there that are more powerful than Green Lantern, but not Reed Richards. <laughs> Not Reed Richards, no way. I, I just cannot get on the Sentry train. Is he alive? Yes. In a pocket universe or something? Probably. I'm not going to go through Wikipedia, I don't care. But yeah, of course they're going to bring him back. Alright. But yeah, that doesn't make any sense. And the Flash? No way. Really? Somebody who can't leave the planet? And he can run Oh, he can travel fast. through time, but that's about it. Yeah. Nah. Let's go back before uh, Hal Jordan was born and kill his mom. Yeah. Oh wait, that's that's the last season of The Flash. Oh, in the first season, and the third season, and the second season, <laughs> and the fourth season. Yeah. You got anything else, Nick? No. All right. All right. So, uh, have fun. Read more comics. It's been Kirk. Ryan. Landon. And Nick. See you guys. Yep. Hey, it's Comedy Hero Turtles. Super Striker Hero Turtles. Yeah, County Hero Turtles. Immer auf der Lauer. Sie sind echt ein ultra heißes Team. Na logo. Wenn sie gegen Angst und Schrecken ziehen. Ist doch Ehrensache. Sieht's wird dich mal finster aus. Die Turtle-Jungs holen dich da raus. Jeder kennt die Hero Turtles. Super starke Hero Turtles. Raphael kommt cool. Michelangelo geht ran. Da fliegt sie durch das Blech weg. Leonardo yeah. kämpft Donatello's Plan Auf die Schnelle immer helle Und wird's auch manchmal knapp <lacht> Die Turtle-Jungs machen niemals schlapp oh. Hey, jetzt kommt yeah. die Hero Turtles yeah. Jeder kennt die Hero Turtles Mega starke Hero Turtles Immer auf der Lauer Und immer etwas schlauer <lacht>